0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit com. Laughs look better. Let's join Martin and Julie again on the next date. He actually thinks I'm going to give him a tip. Didn't he just say he's trying to put his kids through college? Yeah, what a sucker. like watching a train wreck but let's see what it looks like with better no keep the change oh that's so sweet you're helping him put his kids through college i'm a sucker for those stories when life hands you choices choose (laughs) (laughs) better Has anybody been haunted by that tune after church? <laughs> this is stuck in your head. Sean said like from the 50s, I'm like reminded to Leave it to Beaver, something like that. So you got to love that stuff. Hey, my name is Barry. I want to welcome you again one time, more time to Real Life. If this is your first week or if you've been here a thousand times, we're excited that you chose to worship with us today and we're going to have an awesome time in God's house. We're already, we're already there. You guys have been worship awesome, so that's great. So if you haven't been here, we're in the middle of a series like Sean's talking about. It's called Better. And Here's the thing, a lot of times we like to do life on our own way, right? In our own time, our own way. And God wants to speak to us and he always has something better for us. So in the first week, Sean talked about better is one day and better is one day with God. Better is one day in God's courts. I'd rather be a servant in, in his courtyard than a king on my own, right? In the second week, Sean came and he really preached a powerful message to talk about better is one handful. A lot of us in life, we want two handfuls. We want the most of everything. But better is one handful of tranquility rather than two hands of toil. And the third week, which I'm sorry, I didn't get to to listen to this, but I know it was an awesome one and I, I checked out some of it, but Sean talked about better is wisdom. Better is wisdom than gold. And he reached in and he talked about Solomon and we're gonna piggyback on that a little bit today. So today's message is better is a good name. Now, does anybody in here want a bad name? Nobody does, right? And Proverbs really leans into this. And we like to think, you know, man, back in the Bible days, they didn't know what they were talking about. You know, we're, we're, we're cultured. We know, we have a lot more knowledge than they did back then. But man, Solomon, in Proverbs 22, and I want you guys to read along, this, read along this with me. And it says, in verse one, it says, a good name is more desirable than what? Great riches. Say that one more time. Better than what? Great riches. It is to be esteemed better than silver or gold. But man, we don't think of that this way. You know, think back to your high school days, and some of you guys are still there, right? So if you're talking to your high school counselor and they're coming up with a, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, you know, what are you gonna do with the rest of your life? You know, what is your goals? What do you wanna do? How many people said, I wanna have a good name? Anybody? No, what did we want? Good job. We wanted to get married, we wanna have kids. We wanna maybe be famous. We had all these listed things, but really a good name isn't high on our list in our culture anymore. And that's different than what it has been in history, because in the past, if you desecrated somebody's name, it was a reason to get in a family fight. Think about, you know, the Hatfields and McCoys, or just think about, like, the honor cultures of Japan. You jacked with their name, you were jacking with everybody, and there was a fight on your hands. In our world, though, we like to focus on the things that are easily grasped, the silver, the gold, the money, the power. We want to be a president or a CEO of a Fortune 500, right? But God says there is something better. There's something better and a name is it. The name that you live by is what you're known by. So here's what I wanna ask you guys as you think about it, and this is a rhetorical question. When you think about your own name, what do you, think you, <clears throat> what do you think you're known for? What does your name represent to the people that are around you? And here's the thing. A good name doesn't mean that you're perfect. And I'm not standing up here pretending like I'm perfect. Sean doesn't either, anybody on stage, our directors, our coordinators, nobody here Pretends like we have it all together and we're absolutely perfect, but we are being perfected by the one that is, right? Can I get amen? amen? That's right. We're not standing up here having it all, but we depend on the one that has it all. So as I was thinking about names and I was thinking about how I was going to present this, you know, I come from a family. We love to give nicknames. Anybody here have a nickname? Can I get Raise your hands. Oh, we got We got a couple over here. I've nicknamed them. So it's something that's like been passed down to me. You know, we love names so much, we don't want ones just what we're born with or given at our birth. So we're always named. All my kids have nicknames, all my pets. And my dad started this. I think my grandparents did it at some level, but my dad really did it. And he would come up with nicknames that didn't even mean anything to me. Idget, Enos, Does any? Do those mean anything? They don't, do they? My, so he ended up having a stepbrother, and he called him Nimrod, which is a Bible name, but it's not a good nickname. So... You know, even our nicknames say a lot about us. You know, I think about you know the the nicknames that my dad gave me, a lot of them that I can't say in church, but they weren't blessed and redeemed or anything like that. But as I worked, you know, we would always give each other nicknames. And I remember I went to Springfield and uh, you know, construction workers were really bright, were really witty. So my nickname in Springfield on the crew that I worked with was Chuck. Anybody, can you guess why? Chuck Berry really original right so you know I lived with that nickname for the four years that I went down there and so even the guys that I worked with today we've named a lot of them we even have a name that Sean a guy that Sean has met his name is Cheeto so you can imagine why he got his name right first day we're all working he's walking around with a bag eating Cheetos and I'm like there you go so here's the thing everybody has a nickname at some point in their life and a lot of them are based on just, you know, who we are, our character, even sometimes what we look like. You know, have you ever heard the nickname, hey, four eyes, hey, baldy? You know, those are ones that are tagged with us and they, they, they come from something that we portray. And a lot of times we love them. You know, if you guys were in high school or even now, you guys, uh, if, I, if I say, you know, who's the hot, who's the hot chick or who's the good looking guy? You know, who's the brainiac? I'm sure you guys are all throwing names out there, right? You know, and names are so powerful and we love the good ones, but they're so powerful even in the bad ones. And that's why people use them to bully and just to tear people down. Hey, fatty. Again, hey, four eyes. Hey, stupid. Hey, ugly. Hey, slut. Names carry so much power. And if nicknames carry that kind of power, so do your real names. Socrates, or Socrates, if you guys love Bill and Ted's, said this, regard your good name as the richest jewel you can possibly possess. The way to gain a good reputation is to endeavor to to be what you desire to appear. Socrates said this, is that your name is more important than the hope diamond or any other valuable that you can think of. And we don't often think of it that way. But I I don't, and I don't understand why. When you're going through life, a lot of people will sacrifice everything. They'll sacrifice their name even to possess the silver and gold. But God has something better for you. And he says, a good name is it. So before we get into the three points, you know, one of the things, the other things I was thinking about is we have a few people expecting in here, don't we? I don't know if we can make an announcement. I think it was on Facebook. So... Our keys player, Sarah, she'd get a ring to expect. So can we give a round for her? So, and I know there's two or three other people. And I remember when we, uh, my wife and I, we've, we've got four kids. I remember we were going through the process of trying to pick out names. They're like, yeah, just go to the baby book. And you start thumbing through. Oh, I come away more confused than ever looking at all these thousands of names. So somebody said, you know, hey, why don't you just go to the Bible? That'll really narrow it down. Just do with the Bible, you know, pray about it and go through there. So I was reading the story about Isaac and Rebecca, and they're having Esau and Jacob. So I'm like, all right, let's see what the Bible, what they did back then. So as Rebekah was delivering, she had twins. And Esau was the first one that came out. And he was all hairy. And so they named him Harry. Well, they named him Esau, which means hairy, right? In Hebrew. So Jacob was the second one. And as, as Esau was being born, Jacob reached out and grabbed his brother's heel. So they named him Jacob, which means one that grabs the heel. And I thought about it, and I prayed about it, and I'm like, man, I'll think about doing this, but I'm glad that we didn't name our firstborn Logan by the first thing that I saw, because I would have been like, or his name would have been, oh man, that looks like an alien. <laughs> it wouldn't have been good. I, I didn't, I, that was an experience that I wasn't ready for. But as you, as you go through and you start thinking about the names, if you named your children, you know, you look at family names, you think of names that have been important, But how many of you have ever considered the name Adolf? Nope. I don't even think I've ever even met somebody named Adolf. Why not? That name carries so much repugnance and hate. It was a popular name in Germany and across Europe before Adolf Hitler came in. Our names carry reputations before us, and they live long past our own lives. So we're going to talk about... Why is a good name better? So the first one is this, a good name instills confidence. You guys believe that? You can think about people that, you know, have just stepped in your life and have made a difference. And in Proverbs 10, 9 again, it says, whoever walks in integrity, walks securely. And that's absolutely true. You have people that walk with upright lives. Their life seems secure. They don't seem tossed to and fro. They don't seem to have the everyday problems of walking with uh, just issues. So I want you to think of this when it comes in a relation of what's a better name. I'll list out these, these, these characteristics, and I guarantee there will be a name that pops in your mind. So I want you to think of someone right now who's lazy. Don't say it. <laughs> think of somebody that is a cheater. Cheats on their girlfriend, boyfriend, or their spouse. I'm sure somebody's come to your mind, right? That person's name is tagged with that characteristic. Think of somebody that's always angry or resentful. And we don't want those things that tagged on us. But when those things have, have come, come into our lives, we allow those to take over our good name. Now, how about on the flip side? Think of somebody that is loving. Who came to your mind? Is it a parent, a grandparent, a teacher? Think of somebody who's generous. Again, I'm sure you have somebody. How about somebody that stands up for justice? a good name instills confidence. So I'm gonna do a little quid pro quo here because Sean, Sean threw me a few kudos a couple weeks ago saying that I was the best boss he ever had and he forgot about his father-in-law, Jerry, but we're gonna forgive him. <laughs> but other than the Jerry, it was a low bar, so, so uh, nothing special. But I was on a family vacation a couple years ago in Colorado and we had just purchased a new to us vehicle which was a Cadillac Escalade, so it was a 2007, so we weren't like rolling like ballers. But it was just new to us, it only had like 60, 65,000 miles on it, so we make it to Colorado and we start having some issues. And I won't, I won't take a long time to give all the details, but in the midst of being there, we, we thought we had it fixed and rectified, and we came back after about a week. And our way back, we were halfway through Colorado, and guess what? The engine blows. She's gone. He done. Here's the issue, I was pulling a trailer, it was a work kind of play vacation. And here's the thing, if you guys ever try to rent a vehicle where you pull a trailer, it can't be done. It's not happening. So here's the problem. I'm stuck trying to figure out three different issues, trying to figure out how I'm going to get home, what are we going to do with the vehicle, how am I going to get the trailer home, because I've got work tools in there. So here's my kudos for Sean. I had several people that I probably could have called that would have shown up, but I had no doubt in my mind, if I called Sean Petrie, he would drop everything if Diane would let him to be here. (laughs) Diane's just as generous. So here's the thing. Here's what you don't know. What, ha- what was happening two years ago? And this was in August. We were less than a month away from launching. You think Sean had a few other things on his mind? You think he had a few other things going? I know he did. But that was the name that came to my mind of a person that would drop everything. So him and Joe, they pulled us, they came out in a truck, grabbed the trailer, and drove us all the way back. Nine hours there, nine hours back. A name, a good name, instills confidence. A good name also speaks for you, it speaks ahead of you. I want to read a scripture passage about Solomon in 2 Corinthians or 2 Chronicles 9-1. So if you guys would read along with me, it says this: when the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, she came to Jerusalem to test him with some hard questions. And she came to Solomon and talked about with him all that she had on her mind. She's a queen. I bet she had a lot to talk about, didn't she? She came to Solomon. Solomon had a name. He had a name that had gone before him. He'd never been to Sheba. She had never been to Jerusalem. And yet she'd heard about him. She'd have heard about his wisdom, his integrity, his wisdom. And it continues in, in, uh, in chapters five through six. says, She said to the king, the report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. But I did not believe what they said until I came and saw it with my own eyes. Indeed, not even the half of your greatness of your wisdom was told to me. You have far exceeded the report I heard. How many times in your life have you ran into somebody or met somebody for the first time and they've heard something about you? Isn't it a blessing when they've heard the good things and the expectations are set here? It's way easier to walk into that situation having a character and reputation, a brand if you will. Your name is almost a brand, it's like Quick Trip or Walmart. Having that brand go before you. I had the honor of speaking at a funeral and actually it was uh, Dee's father-in-law and he was a family friend. And just by happenstances, I was uh, meeting some of the people in the back. I was talking to some people that worked at the funeral home. And as we were making our introductions, he heard my last name. He said, do you know a guy named Ron Hardy? I'm like, yeah, actually that was my grandfather. I said did you know him he's like yeah he sold me the lot for my first house and helped me build it and this guy proceeded to go on to tell me of everything that my grandfather had ever done i had never ever met this man before in my entire life and i know a lot of people that my grandfather dealt with and he kept coming back to the point and he said this is that i wouldn't be where i'm at had your grandfather not done what he had done for me. I mean, this guy, he, he couldn't afford a lot, so my grandfather gave it to him on credit. He couldn't get qualified for the loan, and he thought he had it in, and then it all fell out behind him, and my grandfather made a call for him. And so this guy was just super, super thankful and had all, this, all these great things to say about my grandfather. And he, he ultimately told me this. He said, you have a big name to live up to. He goes, your family name <clears throat> goes before you. And that's so true, whether it's our family name or, or our name, it goes before us. So as you walk through the world, think of what your character and your reput- reputation precedes. Lastly, your character makes the name, not vice versa. And a good name inspires people. And here's the, here's the struggle that I see with a lot of people. A lot of people, they, they look at themselves and they value themselves so little. They don't look at themselves in the way that I believe that God looks at them because we look at ourselves of all our limitations, all our weaknesses, and we see ourselves as just so much less than what God declares you to be. And Paul has this, Paul has this quote for us. And it's also, it's in Corinthians 11 one. And Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. And that is so powerful. You can live your lives in a way that inspires people. You are leading somebody, even if you don't believe that you are. Even lowly you, even if you're in junior high, even if you're in the retirement home, you are leading somebody. You can inspire somebody because somebody's always watching your life. And again, a lot of people are like, you know, well, if I was the president, or if I was a movie star, or if I was an athlete, then maybe I can influence somebody or inspire somebody. But I just don't think that's true. I think that's a lie that we, we tell ourselves all the time. And just think of it this way to see if it's not true. How many people know who Miss America was in 2003? Probably nobody. Do you know who was the MVP of the World Series in 1991? Probably don't even know who the baseball teams were. But man, wouldn't that be awesome to be that MVP? Man, you could have a speech, you could talk about it, about how, you know, what God's doing in your life. Then I could influence somebody if I had been the MVP but nobody in here knows who that is unless you're just some weird sports freak, right? But that's the 1%. How many people know who the UN secretary general was in 2002? Here's the guy that runs the UN. He's the head political body of the, of the whole world. Anybody know who that is? Probably not. Now I'm going to ask you a few questions. I bet you do know the answer to who's the teacher that stepped into your life and said that you were meant for great things or inspired you to do better than you were doing? I bet you came up with a the name there. What about a coach? What about a coach that helped work with you and bring the best out of you? How about just a leader in your life that stepped along and said, hey, I think God has something important for you to do. I bet you can not answer those questions. There are individuals in your life that have believed in you and have have called you to do better and have inspired you. And anybody in here can play that role. Anybody in here can be in that position. And one of the things that I see, I've been surrounded and I've I've had teachers and I've had coaches and I've had leaders in my life that have inspired me. And God continually surrounds me with people that inspire me. Man, and I look, and I'll talk about this more in a minute. I think about the people in this very room, the people in this very church. They give and they give generously and they give graciously. And I'm in a position where I get to see some of this stuff and you guys don't, and so I consider that a blessing. But we have people that give to families in need. We have people that give to youth kids that can't afford to go on their own because it's an expensive trip. And they're like, hey, we'll step up. We don't have kids anymore. We would love to invest in somebody that wants to go to camp. Man, how inspiring is that to see these people And they're not millionaires they're not billionaires they're not giving out of just their out of their abundance they're giving sacrificially how inspiring is that and maybe you're thinking today you as you hear about yeah Barry I I love that idea I I wish I had a better name but you don't know where I've been or what I've done and that's true I probably don't but that's true you of me as well you don't know where I've been I want you to say, if you're struggling with issues or you have a past, welcome home. (laughs) We are not perfect. But again, we are relying on the one that is. Paul in Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You were in a company of people that have been sinners and are are sinners, but we are being redeemed. We think about a name and we think about a name that we come, that we're ashamed of, and we're not, we're, not, we're not proud of. In the Bible, it talks about a lot of aspects. We talked about nicknames, you know, they call out what we've been, but God calls out something we can be better in him. And a lot of us, we come in with the title as slaves. We're in bondage to something, whether it's an addiction or whether it's to bad relationships. But God says in Christ, in Galatians five, you were set free. You were set free from that bondage. You are no longer chained to that past. He has called you to something better. Maybe you're far from God. Maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about. You're distant, or maybe you you knew God at one time and you're not as close as you once were. In Ephesians two, God says in Christ, you were brought near to him. No longer do you have to be separated. No longer do you have to wonder who your true Abba father is. Maybe you've walked in here and you have so many things weighing you down that you just think that you're unlovable, that God could never love somebody like you. And in Romans 15, God said that is absolutely not true because in Christ, you move from unlovable to accepted. And that's what being in God's community, we call it God's kingdom is it's an acceptance and it's not about your past it's about what he's done for you and lastly many of us have made mistakes in our past and we've ruined our reputations we've ruined our names and the one that we carry now is just dirty filthy sinful and that's what we walk around with with that burden but god says let that go in the second corinthians he declares that you are a new creation in him. Your name that has all this baggage on it has been redeemed in the work that he's done on the cross and you are a new creation in him. And I want you to know that today can be the start of a new day. Who cares what happened before, what happened yesterday, even what happened this morning because you can create a legacy starting today And that's tomorrow's legacy and i think about think about some of the pictures that you guys just saw and you just saw just a few of them and i think about the name that every person that is on our dream team or on our serve team is making and forming in this community think about the things that people are seeing because of the things that you are doing and that's your character that's your brand when they think of real life They think of a church that sacrifices, a church that goes out, a church that gets beyond the four walls, a church that wants to give back, a church that wants to love on people. And you guys are making tomorrow's legacy today. So that, again, that inspires me. And you guys are all individuals making up that difference. And I know a lot of you guys don't feel like that maybe, well, it's just a little thing, but it's those little things, they add up. You don't have to be up here. You don't have to be the director or the coordinator. Man, God has given you a purpose and a passion to make a difference and to find a name that is better than silver and gold. Would you guys pray with me? Father, I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you for the ability to live in you and to be good as well. And not because of anything that necessarily that we do, but because of the power and of who you are. Father, I pray that as we think about what you've gifted us to do, and the call that you have on our lives. Lord, I pray that you don't let the distractions of what has happened in the past or the attitudes that we carry in the present determine what our legacy and our name is. And I want to pray for each person in this room, Lord, that that you give them a burden and a heart to wear your name well. So I want to pray for a couple different groups in here, Lord. If you're here today and you're a Christian and you might be thinking to yourself, I could probably be a little more inspiring. God, I believe that you've called me to something bigger, to something better. I would love to pray for you guys. If there's anybody in this room that feels they would love a prayer that just helps guide them and helps bless them, would you raise your hand? I would love to pray for you. There's hands up everywhere. Father, Thank you for everybody's heart that is wanting to have a better name, to make your name more famous. Lord, just thank you for their willingness just to sacrifice what they want, to sacrifice the silver, the gold, the power, the fame. I pray that you give them an ability to be an inspiration to somebody close to them this very week. And I pray that they get their... Their, their wants and their needs out of the way and I pray that they find a person that they can pour into and show them the hands and feet of God and Lord thank you for this there's a second group that I want to pray for today maybe you're far from God maybe you're distant maybe you don't even know who God is I want you to know that we all come into this world with a name that's screwed up we all come in a condition that we are far from God. I would love to encourage you. I would love to invite you to meet that God who's been waiting for you your entire life. A God that calls you to have a better name, a name that's in him, a name that's in Christ. I want to pray for you to meet the God, the creator, that has had you in mind for eternity. If you're in this place tonight, or this morning, I'm sorry, and you don't know this God, I won't call you out, but if you would just simply raise your hand, I would love to pray for you and lead you through a prayer that would allow you to know the God that has something for you. Simply pray along these lines with me. Jesus, Forgive me of everything that I've done and everything that I am. Lord, I want to call on your name. I want to call upon the salvation that you've promised. Lord, thank you for being who you are and saving me from my past and giving me a new name in the future. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you guys go ahead and stand? Let's give it a hand for everybody that has prayed that prayer this morning and entered into God's kingdom.